We hate that. You already know who it is. It's the radioactive pop with Danny Limelight. United Wrestling Network, World Heavyweight Champion. And make sure you tune into the Alliance blog every week. You heard it here first. Straight from Bobby. Hey, yo. The Other Alliance Guys Podcast podcast with your hosts, hosts, Tim, Tim, Dave, Dave, and Jeremy. Wow, I am getting weird feedback, but welcome, true believers, to the All Alliance Marvel Team-Up Annual 2-in-1 Spectacular Extravaganza Issue Number 1 with a variant cover or something. We are are doing an All Alliance Guys show. I'm Tim from The Other Alliance Guys, joined by... Dave from the Other Alliance, guys. How are you, Dave? I'm doing well, doing well. And Jaden from the OG original Alliance, guys. How you doing, buddy? I was actually the second Alliance guy. The second after DK? After Jay. Oh, well, I, I figured he was sort of like the patriarch and we all came from his loins, so to speak. <laughs> I was yes. on the very second ever... Alliance guys radio because I listened to Jay and then I figured I would call in on the next one because he has first one. He had Dave Marquez. He's been kind of stuck with me ever since. Now, what is like 12, 13 years? Oh, well, once it hits uh, 13, it becomes glorious. Just heads up. That's right. Yeah, that's the that's the time. The time frame once it becomes over 13 or older, like longer, it's 13 glorious years. So. Hopefully. Yeah, I think that's next year. I think that's 13 years, if I remember Jay correctly. But, uh, you know, you guys aren't on tomorrow night, so we thought let's get everybody in tonight. Jay will be on uh, shortly, so will Jeremy. Uh, you know, hopefully DK drops by. In the chat right now, Dodie's here saying hi and wants to know, is this Jaden after dark? It is Jaden after dark, and Jaden needs a nap, bed, or at least some more caffeine. I need to block that adenosine. You got to get the dubby. You got to stick the dubby in the in the cup and shake it all up. Uh, I started adding dubby to the vodka, and I think that might be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> we got James Bell in the house. Good to see you, uh, my friend. And as mentioned, Jeremy will be here soon. Like I say, this is the end of year spectacular although i'm not doing anything next week are you dave i mean no do we just keep going (laughs) maybe we do but i mean we can i mean i'm i'm not saying we don't go on air i mean we can go on talk what's happening just yeah go for it and but this year this is the year of this year this week we're doing the year in review and and some really uh, basic uh, alliance awards, I called them, like I have the authority to do that or something, um, <laughs> which is me saying that I don't. But I put some polls up on Twitter for for some NWA awards, so to speak, for announcer of the year, manager, male and female talent. Uh, what else today? Well, we'll get through it when it's there, but we're going to go through the, the, the whole year in review, guys. And, um, you know... And speak up when when you're 
when I throw some stuff out there, we'll go month by month. Uh, Samar's here. If you haven't checked out Samar's All Retro Studio on YouTube, you need to. It's very cool. Um, oh, that does look cool. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to look at uh, <clears throat> NWA USA. I'll run through that. And uh, when Jay's here, he'll run through power. So we're kind of splitting the uh, uh, the duties tonight. Good to see you guys in the chat. Thanks for being here. If you're you, here, yeah. you said duty. This is this is why you've made it almost thirteen glorious years here. Yeah, witty, uh, witty repartee that you're getting from Jaden of the Alliance guys. That's right. Um, so I don't know. What do you, what do you say? Should we just go right into the year in in review? You want to go back yeah. and reminisce when times were good? Um, actually, they were pretty good last year. Go back to 1987. <laughs> yeah, January 87 it was a good year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a good year. Uh, no, but there were a lot of positive things happening in in January. Um, did I make a banner? For, I, I look at that. Ooh. This is a professional podcast. Um, <clears throat> a lot of positive things were actually happening in January uh, in the National Wrestling Alliance. Um, we started this year with Trevor Murdoch, uh, who had been the world's heavyweight championship uh, champion rather since August of 2021. He won it from Aldis in uh, St. Louis, I believe, uh, mm -hmm. in uh, his his hometown. Um, Camille's also been champion at the start of January since June 6th of 2021. Obviously still champion today. Um, she won that from, I want to say, Serena Deeb. At, uh, that's how long ago she's, she's been champion. She, she won it from Serena Deeb, guys, in uh, When Shadows Fall. So she'll be champion for all of this year uh, in 2022. Right now, by the way. She's 562 days as champion as of today. She's seventh on the all-time list right now. Uh, I figured if I, like, I, I divided the, the you know, the uh, polls between female and male wrestler of the year. But if you were putting just overall wrestler of the year, you got to think, Dave, you got to think that Camille is a good candidate to top that list in the NWA. Yes, I mean, um, she's defended the belt within the NWA and outside. Um, she has become more well-spoken and <clears throat> is, is not just all look. That right. she'll back up what she needs to do in the ring. And... I mean, she's coming into her own, and I mean, she's either 29 or 30. And I mean, unless she wants to move on from the NWA, she she does the one time. I'd push her a, a little longer, and then if need be, do an injury angle where she doesn't lose the title. She has to give up the title. So she was never beat for the Burke. It would just give some new blood into the NWA, female-wise, wrestler-wise. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think she's doing a very good job 
for how young she is and how young she is in the business. I would have put her on the list for most improved wrestler of the year if she wasn't world women champion for the entire yep. period. Um, what's your what's your call in this one, Jaden, for wrestler of the year? Does Tyrus beat her out? And I might make you laugh, but starting the year out as television champion, doing the the whole lucky seven undefeated, and then winning the world's title. Uh, maybe Tyrus would win if this was a competition of buffet wrestler of the year. Or uh, most overrated wrestler of the year, or most overpushed wrestler of the year, the Ultimate Warrior Award. Right. Um, but honestly, no, Tyrus doesn't deserve it. I think Camille probably does. I'd love, I wish I could have said Murdoch if he would have had a real reign or maybe even the Pope. But based purely on the actual talent that's been broadcast and pushed, it has to be Camille. Um, and the reason she is getting better is because steel sharp sharpened steel, and she's had some good competition. It has yep. kind of been above her level, but she's she's fought up to that level, and I think that's helped her improve tremendously. You got Chelsea Green. You got um, she, the match she, when she won it. Uh, she's also got um, Taya Valkyrie. Those are all really Taylor. good challenger. Yeah, exactly. You know what else? Uh, I, Tyrus doesn't rank for me either, but uh, oh, he ranks. That's for sure. He ranks. I mean, he he's doesn't very rank. <laughs> for me, I counted up homicides defenses as world junior champion, and I counted seventeen on cage match. And I, I think that's probably a better comparison by by how. You know, he took it outside the NWA, how he fought it every single, uh, you know, like everybody in the NWA. It seemed like multiple times and just kept winning. So anyway, guess who's here? It's the boss. Hey, what's up, guys? Everyone look busy. I'm going to get rid of this banner so we can all be. There we go. Perfect. How you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm happy good. to be here. Thanks for having me. First time, long time. <laughs> yeah, we're just getting started. Uh, we're just starting with, with January and, and talking about a bunch of positive things that were actually happening in the NWA in January. Uh, I, so, I was I was just listening to the conversation oh. uh, when you guys were talking about Camille, and you I think you hit the nail right on the head. If she hadn't been so damn dominant, uh, she probably would be most improved wrestler. But because she's so good in that division in the nwa and she's making towns guys i i heard you mention that too but she's you know she's defended that title in 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 texas and in tennessee and florida and she's in the uk right now defending that title and then the fact of the matter she's representing the nwa when she goes to triple a and face uh and, and faces taya valkyrie for the reina de reina's championship or when she's in xpw in california you know, she's still wearing that Burke. And I think that needs to be celebrated and recognized as like, wow. You like, yeah. Wouldn't you like your world's heavyweight champion to be doing something like that? Sure would. We no, were just... I want my champion nowhere near XPW, but that's just me. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. But, I mean, there is precedent. I mean, Sabu was simultaneously the XPW world champion and the NWA world champion. So, I mean, there is some precedent there, Jager. Dodie says, most improved, best wrestler, and face of the NWA, that's Camille. 
yeah, I don't think you could argue with that. Yeah, and recently in the UK. Um, what else is happening in January? I'm going to have to push this. So, uh, Dave, uh, uh, Jay, do me a favor. If, if you want to throw up the, the comments as they come along, that would be awesome because yeah. we got a, we got a lot to get through here. I, I, can, be, I can be the uh, producer. I can, I can pull up comments, no problem. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, you're better at it than I am, too. I go, let's go back at the 80 comments that I missed while I was blabbing. It's, um, it's an art. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, the NWA still at GPB Studios in Atlanta back in January. Uh, you had NWA USA um, debut. The first match uh, was uh, uh, Colby Carino versus C.W. Anderson. Um, so that was fun. Look, look who's here. It's one of the OGs. Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> How you doing, DK? Well, I suppose better when I remembered that this one had an earlier start time than ours did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I want to point out uh, Rosville's here. Thank you for being here. Matt Vermillion, I'm not familiar. Glad you're here. Uh, maybe he's an OG uh, uh, NWA fam guy. Matt, Matt's jumped on on a lot of our Lions Guys podcasts, but I haven't seen Matt in a while. So, uh, hey, welcome to the show, Matt. Nice. So, and we got NWA USA debuting in January. There's lots of talk about how the NWA is advancing their access. Remember, we're speaking as if we're still in January. <laughs> we're you talking about the charities because you're afraid. The, the positive stuff um, that's still going on. Uh, they're they're advancing, you know, the the product through fight. There's a lot of talk still in January about the history, the legacy, the tradition, and that you know coming out of that ten pounds of gold from the year a year or so before that series. Um, you know, Tyrus has been the world television champion at this point since June fifth, twenty twenty one, and where he defeated Pope on power. He will remain champion 475 days. He will be fifth on the list for a number of uh, total days. Jay's rubbing his eyes, DK shaking his head. Um, and uh, yeah, what do you, what do you think about uh, when Tyrus is in January at this point, uh, DK, but what, what are your thoughts around him back then? If you can go back that far. I can barely go back to yesterday. But <laughs> if I try really hard and go back to January, I mean, honestly, my thoughts in January are pretty much the same as my thoughts uh, shortly after he won it, which is why is he the champion? I suppose my next thoughts are why does he never defend the belt? Because he, on average, defended once every two months. And my last thought was the guy gets winded going up the steps. I mean, he was not in good shape when he was title. And uh, he's in much better shape today. Well, DK, round is technically a shape, right? <laughs> I'm not sure, but it's not, it wasn't even round. He was more pear. Is pear a shape? I don't know. Maybe. Pear's a shape. So, it's, he wasn't he certainly wasn't my idea of what you wanted in that title position. In fact, I'll, I'll say something a little controversial here. 
he's a better fit as the world champion than he was as the world TV champion. I kind of agree with you on that, DK. I'm not saying I, I hate to say it. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it, but like the TV title historically has always been on a guy who could work, right? It's almost like the equivalent of the Intercontinental Championship. In that when you don't look back in the olden days, the NWA, I mean, you had like Tully Blanchard, uh, uh, Arn Anderson, Dusty Rhodes. I mean, guys that worked as as that TV champion. And and in, in the more modern time, you know, I would like to have believed that if uh, we had not faced a global pandemic, that Zicky Dice and Ricky Starks would have probably exchanged that title quite a few times before the Pope ended up getting it. And I think having the Pope as a TV champion made a lot of sense because he was working all the time. But then you get a guy like Tyrus who, you know what? The world's heavyweight champion isn't supposed to wrestle every week. He's not supposed to be every other week. He's a featured attraction. He's for pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. That's right up Tyrus's alley. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't, it does, I guess, sound controversial, but I don't think it is. I think you're bang on. It does make a lot more sense as world champ, but he is television champ back in, in January. Uh, you got Matt Cardona stalking around uh, Murdoch at this point. There's some good young talent in January too. Jay Spade's on the scene. Um, you know, he's going to end up winning that, that shot at the world junior. Uh, Arya Davari's around. Why are you laughing? Well, first of all, I forgot Davari was even on the roster yeah. in January. Yeah. The magic secondly, carpet ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, we talked about Jay Spade winning that title shot. And I remember at the time thinking, you know, why are they crowning a number one contender before they even crown a champion? That doesn't make a lot of sense. But then we never saw Jay Spade ever again. He just disappeared. Now, Dave, when you were in New Orleans, you mentioned this to Jay. What did he? What did not this Jay? Jay Spade. What did he uh, say to you about the title shot? Uh, I, as I asked him about it, he goes, "Well, I'm sort of busy now as a tag team champion, but they still owe me a shot. They still owe me a shot." He goes, "I don't know when or where, but." I'm still owed a shot, and he said he'd love to wrestle Kerry Morton or whoever holds the belt. Right. And, I mean, it's it's one of these things of just just follow through on, on storylines. It's, it's the little things. It's keep that continuity going. That, that even on, I, I believe, on the pay-per-view – that they did make mention that Joe made mention, oh, Jay Spade, he won a chance at the junior heavyweight title before a champion was crowned. So it's been mentioned. Let's just hope they follow through with it. Because he can't go. Yeah, he certainly can. Um, You know, Chris Adonis has been at this point NWA – national champion speaking of not defending uh in january since the previous june um and we'll we'll get to him in a couple of minutes the hex have been world women's tag team champions since uh august in 2021 uh they'd go 287 days by the way uh 
But some of the, the, the younger talent we mentioned, Arya Divari, Mims and Marche Rocket are they're firing on all cylinders, no pun intended, back in January for Rocket. Um, you know, and there's like Raven is around. He hasn't disappeared at this point. He has he <laughs> I forgot Raven was involved. Yeah, yeah, he just I remember he had an operation and then he was he was gone. What about um, me? What about Jason? <laughs> Sorry. NWJ. <laughs> I, I missed you. I missed you so much, DK. That <laughs> <laughs> disapproving frown on his face. The head shake. Oh, I've missed it so. Um, what else do we have at this time? All this is out of strictly business in January. Um now we so, got the NWA business and whatever month we're in. That's right. Uh, he's reformed the British invasion at this point with uh, Doug. Um, Doug Williams. Williams, thank you. Um, and uh, what else? What else was going on? All the fixers get their first of 17,000 Power Surge episodes. So that's fun. <laughs> but they're hot right now, the fixers and and. I even like I'm like these guys are fun back in January, and that that will certainly fade for me throughout throughout the year. Um, but a lot of positivity I thought really happening in January, um, and then of course you know who is always positive? Iron Sheik. He's always positive. <laughs> Sheik, he's positive. How could it be bad to be positive? Except when it comes to Hulk Hogan. Hey, Lamb is here. Hey, Lamb. Oh, yeah. Lamb, Lamb. <clears throat> Lamb, you want to jump on, man? I'll, I'll shoot you the link. Yeah, you got the link in the Discord, my friend. Jump on. Uh, um, I, I'll say this about um, Nick Aldis. And, and Poyo, Poyo and I kind of debated this a few days ago on an episode of the other, the original Lions guys. And we talked about do you think Nick Aldis could have been content in a role that did not include him in the world title hunt? And now, I mean, none of us know him personally, right? But I really felt like had the NWA kept the British invasion intact and not moved on from Murdoch and, and, and Cardona and let that simmer a little bit instead of putting uh, Aldis into that equation and just let the British invasion go through the Crockett Cup, perhaps winning it. Maybe getting a title shot against Lara Bellion and winning it instead of the Commonwealth Connection. Do you think that would have satisfied Nick Aldis? If you're asking me, no. Okay. I think there's there's a lot of similarities that can and have been drawn between Nick Aldis and a Ric Flair type. I don't think Ric Flair would ever be, have been content to be a World Tag Team Champion. What do you guys think? I'm not so sure. And the problem is that there was no storylines that ever really involved anything other than some of these people being world champion or kind of a blood feud, which was a horrible blood feud that he had with uh, a Latimer and Aldous. But I, I don't think he put a different title on him. Like, you don't make him national champion, but if you put, like, the tag team, the world tag team title on him, I think you can get six months of, you know, story and him kind of 
there and near the top, but not the top, you know, guy. And so, and then, it, and then it becomes more interesting when he decides to come back after the world title afterwards, assuming that, you know, they would book things right, which of course with Billy, we have no faith that that might happen. So, you know, everything's about how you're used, what you're done. Uh, you know, Nick is still in that kind of prime year area. Hasn't made it into his mid-40s yet when they should be fading out and stop working. Intent to some of the people. And, uh, you know, I I just don't know. I mean... <clears throat> I mean, Jaden, what what would you do with Nick Aldis? Oh, I think he would have been a great tag champ because I think of it like this: there isn't a wasn't in this business a bigger ego than Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes loved being a tag champion. He loved being the World Six Man Tag Team Champion. He loved being the World TV Champion. He loved being the National Heavyweight Champion. He loved being the United States Heavyweight Champion. If he could fit it around his waist, he probably would have won that ugly crown NWA Junior Heavyweight Title. <laughs> uh, and I think Aldis. Aldis has a thing where he, well, he, nothing's going to replace Big Charlotte to be the uh, world heavyweight champion. If he can't hold that, he wants to have some gold around his waist. And tag team title would have been great for him for a short time. I don't think it would have been a long term solution for Nick Aldis, but I think it could have helped him. And I think it could have helped the tag championship. And I think it could have helped the NWA because it would have firmly got him out of the picture without having the stupid reason as in, oh, well, uh, I'm done challenging all the, uh, Murdoch for now, you know, but I don't want the title now. But when I want it, it'll, it'll be different. But right now, I don't want it. Yeah, I, so, thought, that, I thought that was a bit hokey, too. Um, I think he should have just said, hey, look, um, you know, I've, I've held tag team titles in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I've held titles in Impact. I've held titles in Pro Wrestling Noah. You know, I would like to add to my resume and become an NWA World Tag Team Champion. And who better than my partner, Doug Williams? I think that they could have, yep. had they done it correctly, they could have done a lot with that and got a lot of mileage out of it. And they still could have Danny Boy. They could have used Freebird rules. Not my favorite thing, but it's something. But anyway, I'd rather much have Danny Boy versus fighting against Trevor Murdoch as a challenger. Same. But either way, they could have added them to the faction, and they still could have made it work. You know, Lamb mentioned La Rebellion, and they had been champions since '73, August uh, 2021. So their their first reign uh, at this point goes 286 days, and uh, their second reign is not till this past August. It's 115 already, so they're doing all right. But they're your champs at this point as well. You know, Lam mentions to, uh, a thank you to the entire team to do this today, and I, it's there's no set point in this show to, you know, thank Lam and Chris Flackett and everybody who's part of this, including everybody who's here right now and some of those who aren't. Maybe maybe you want to spear that one, Jay, with what Lam does and and, and Chris as well. If you guys. Um... If you guys have only been checking out uh, our YouTube or our Spotify or, you know, the, the audio version of the podcast, the video version of the podcast, you're only getting about half of what's going on um, with the Alliance. Uh, we are <laughs> we are bigger and better than ever before, because not only do you have 
the uh, five, sometimes six gentlemen here who talk to you about the NWA on a weekly basis. But uh, we also have two more guys, Chris and Lamb, who are very much a part of this Alliance Guys family. We we are all Alliance Guys, but, uh, you know, Lamb and Chris are writing about not just the NWA, but also um, we're writing about MLW. They're writing about Memphis, uh, Memphis Championship Wrestling, or Championship Wrestling from Memphis. Uh, they're writing about the United Wrestling Network, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, Lamb does a lot uh, on SoCal Wrestling, which is, I find that to be completely awesome because number one, he lives in Germany. And number two, the SoCal guys love him so much that they actually printed a shirt that says, I'm a Lamb some guy. You guys see me wear it from time to time because I had to get on on that too because I thought that was just so awesome that the SoCal and I don't want to say these are veterans; these are kind of the new faces in the crowd. These are these are the the rookies, if you will, of uh, Southern California, and they're like adopting Lamb as like uh, the champion who writes about them, who who gives them publicity. And these guys are the future of uh, of the uh, of the Southern California wrestling scene, which means that could be the future of the United Wrestling Network. And some of these guys may end up in the NWA at some point. So. It's pretty cool that we have uh, a core group of not just the six guys you see here on on the TV right now or YouTube, whatever, but we also have some writers uh, on staff as well. Uh, you know, we, we're really trying to help promote pro wrestling. Yes, the emphasis is on the NWA, but we're really writing and and talking about pro wrestling because we want to see, well, we want to see the uh, wrestling get better in 2022. And this guy hey, is right now. So, sorry, Jaden. This guy who joins us right now is Mr. UWN. He covers the UWN for the other Alliance guys. And, you know, um, he's going to be doing his own stuff uh, on his channel soon. How are you, Jeremy? I am doing good. And you guys? We are we're doing channel. We're all good. This is Everybody? the craziest the screen has ever looked to me. Six bases, man. <laughs> six people. Five bases and a, and a logo, but you know it's pretty awesome. There's uh, we listen, need three more. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We need three more so DK can be Alice. There you go. <laughs> Everybody look in the direction that you know. <laughs> the Alliance bunch, the Alliance guys. That's the way we became the Alliance guys. Do, 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 do. Well, okay, thank you for coming to the show. It's apparently now over. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the first Wait, time we killed the show, huh, DK? No, we're not. Hey, so listen, listen, listen. We went through January. Let's go through February quick. Why? Can, can I bring up one more point? I don't know yeah. if you already touched on this, but I, it's something that I looked up today, and I, I have to say it, that they started off filming their matches in uh, December for January, just like they're doing right now. Yeah. Um, that's not the big surprise, but it, what I find was kind of funny is that uh, in the month of January, they were still showing matches from the 73rd anniversary show where they were filming, you know, pretty much nonstop, uh, you know, for Power Surge and stuff like that. They were still filming matches from St. Louis some seven months later. And I thought that was kind of funny and ironic. Um, I mean, you have to do what you have to do to stretch out the content, but it's like, uh, Wow, why are we still looking at Tim Storm wrestling in front of nobody? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jamin Music Man, he's up right now in the in the chat. Pretty sure this is the guy who's got Scion doing his uh, uh, the intro for his channel. That's amazing. If you haven't seen it, 
Um, February, Jeremy, you got um, the NWA USA. New, it's a new show. It's focusing on the World Junior Title Tournament, which I thought was an up, upside for that show for the whole year. While Power goes in, they start with Team War. What do you what do you think of those two events? I think they're they're different, shall we say? The that was the first team war that we saw, correct? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Horrible. It it just <laughs> insert dumpster fire of the week <laughs> yeah. right here for that, you know. Yeah. Um but they I feel that they learned from that, and with the second iteration of it that we got. It was a lot better thought out, I feel, and, and a lot better executed. Um, the focus on the junior ty- the junior heavyweight tournament, I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, it was a, a lot of good fun. We got to we got introduced to some new wrestlers. You know, it was it was a win win for them in that situation. The team war thing, not so much. But again, they came out with the second one and did a lot better with it. I feel. Did you guys kind of feel like we got sold a false uh, bill of goods when they were saying how there was going to be a greater emphasis on the junior heavyweight division on USA and there was going to be a greater emphasis on the national title on USA? And then it was just pretty much everything that was the same thing about power, just, you know, maybe lower marquee matches. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think that goes back to that Carney mentality that, that Billy has, though, you know. Just get them in the door. That's all I need to do is get them in the door. After that point, I've already got your money. That's true. Well, I do think they started it that way. Yes. And they did, yeah. Uh, USA, when it started, was actually a pretty decent little show. Running 30 minutes, only having two to three matches. Most of them were good. Most of them, uh, you know, they didn't go too long, but they weren't too short either wasn't as much talking in the beginning although they kind of went back to that so yeah. when it started it started out right but it's like billy only knows how to do one thing fuck up oh sorry uh, <laughs> okay i'm not gonna argue with that that's the show everyone Good night. <laughs> i mean billy kind of only knows how to do one thing and so that's just where he ends up going whenever yeah. he does i mean you know mr scooby up there I mean, did you watch, do you feel like it just trended from, hey, this is kind of new and what we were told to, hey, this is the same crap we always get? It's it's basically, it was his shiny new toy. He played with it for a while, uh, scuffed it up a little, and then set it off to the side where he could reach it if he wanted. Yeah. It was It was always within sight. But it wasn't out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. It was one of these things of he'll use it to his advantage when he needs to. Now, I actually do like that they're keeping the continuity this month in doing all of the champion series. Yeah. It, it, it covers everything. But when it first came out, I'm like, okay, cool, junior heavyweights. They're not. Get, it's not going to be all about the big guys 
Let's see some action in the ring and some of these younger wrestlers. Let's see what they have. And everything was separate too, Dave. Like you had Tim Storm was going to be over here in power and Medusa was going to run NWA USA and the national champ was going to be here. The world champ was going to be there. And, you know, do you guys remember Nick Aldis at one point coming on to USA and going, I had to come here to get airtime because, you know, Billy won't give me airtime up on, you know, the, the show where the world champ is. Like, it was separate. And now it's just whatever. <laughs> it was like the uh, WWF, um, uh, you know, second-rate matches after a while on those on those Saturday morning shows. Yeah. The Macho Man versus Barry Horowitz, you know. <laughs> but, uh, uh, listen. Yeah, they really should have did Macho Man versus El Dandy because nobody should definitely underestimate El Dandy. <laughs> Who are you to doubt El Dandy? Who are you to doubt El Dandy? <laughs> uh, uh, so listen, we're in February. What, what else is happening? Um, the Crockett Cup gets announced. Uh, eh, where am I? Oh, that's right. Matt Cardona wins the NWA World's Championship at the power taping in uh, Oak Grove, I think. Murdoch's reign, his first reign, which was not as good as his second at the time. We were all a little disappointed back then at the end of it. It ends after 154 days, and the NWA kicks off the Matt Cardona experiment. Um, what did you guys think at the time? Jay, what did you think when, when they the strap got put around Cardona's waist? I think I feel the same way now as I did then. I felt like it was good in theory. But I feel like the execution was poor. Um, you basically had Cardona telling anyone that would listen that the NWA was garbage, that the NWA had potential, but it had lost its way, and it needed Cardona's champion to be relevant, to be important, which totally shits on everything that anyone else ever has done in the NWA. I mean, that that, that puts Murdoch in bad light. That puts Aldis in bad light. Um, and it puts, you know, even Cody, in, in a sense, in bad light because none of those champions could save the NWA. It had to be, had to be uh, Matt Cardona. Um, I know that Matt Cardona has such a huge following that they were hoping that that would translate to more viewers, more buys. Uh, but as I, and I believe DKM said this, the more we saw him exposed through GCW, through Impact, the less special he became. And so, yeah, he was our world champion, but he was showing up at GCW shows not wearing the 10 pounds of gold, but wearing the digital media title for Impact, where he'd show up in GCW with his own internet championship. And I just felt like it, it, it really didn't catch fire the way it should have. Like I said earlier, Camille showed up in Mexico with the, with the Burke in tow, you know, showing up at XPW with that prestigious title around her waist. Had Matt Cardona done that with the 10 pounds of gold, it might have been more impactful for the NWA. But I also get that, uh, you know, maybe that's not what Billy wanted and maybe that's not what uh, Cardona agreed to. Good luck, Jaden. I'm hearing a lot of feedback. You guys hearing that? I am too. Here, I'm gonna mute myself. 
Look at you, Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, it is. I'm unmuted, right? Yeah, yes. you're good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, this kicks it off, and it's you know at the time I thought it was going to be interesting, but inevitably, it was. I, I think most of us felt like you did. It just. It didn't go the way that we'd hoped it would go. Uh, Jaden is, is apparently is apparently drunk now, according to his name thing. Um, uh, but that's what happened. That's where we were in February. You know, Chris Adonis. You know, Christy Janes is wrestling in February. I had completely forgotten this. Yeah, as Christy Janes. As Christy Janes. Wow, not Bubblegum or CJ. Not Bubblegum or CJ. Um, Dave, you wait. Can you can you mute the, the your mic uh, for a second, Dave? I don't know if you can. Anyway, I'm going to keep going. Uh, March. You know what? This was a very special time for Jeremy because Anthony Mayweather wins the national title on, on an episode of uh, uh, Power Trip and goes an incredible, an incredible 36 days as champion until Jack Steen cashes in on the greatest cash-in in wrestling history, by the way. 37 um, is too long. I was the only one who called that. You were the only one who called that. He did call true. it. Um, Dane will go 160 days, but it's a very short reign for, for Anthony Mayweather. All this is feuding with Latimer in, in, uh, March. Uh, we all know, I think about that particular feud. Now, I don't know if you guys remember some of this, but, um, Magic Jake appears as a character, but has already appeared throughout the year as Fable Jake and is sort of rebranded as Magic Jake, uh, the magician that we know and love today. And he starts getting a push for the months ahead uh, under this, this new character. AJ Kazana shows up as well. Um, and we get the Crockett Cup, in, just to focus on the big one, in, uh, in March, which the, in addition to the Briscoes winning the Crockett Cup, which I think is worth talking about, Something you said yesterday, Jay, about you know how it was important to bring in them and having them win was the right thing to do. But homicide also at that event. Before we get into that, starts an amazing 237 day, and I counted 17 title defenses as world junior champion. Um, that's also, by the way, where Dane wins the the national title. I think so. Um, the Briscoes. They, they come in, they win the Crockett Cup. They basically leave after appearing and, and failing to win the titles the following month, though. What did uh, what you guys think of Crockett Cup this year? Uh, Dave, what did you think of Crockett Cup right off the bat? Um, well, I'm almost speechless on, on how they did it. I thought it was stretched out a little too much that when they do the two-day 
pay-per-views. I'd rather see a good eight to 10 matches on the first day and then cut it down to maybe six the next day where you have your qualifying matches the first and then your, your basic finals on the second day that you highlight it, that you, you could still have, if you're, granted, you are doing Crockett Cup, but have some of your other titles highlighted that first day just so you can have a title change if need be. But it's the Crockett Cup. You are pushing the Crockett Cup. Um, I thought it was good that they had the Briscoes win, but they never followed up with anything. And I, I mean, you you have to make sense of what your storylines, what what direction they're going. That to have them win, granted, I know they aren't signed to the NWA, but have them win and then not showcase them over the next three, four, five, six weeks. They don't have to. Win, they don't have to win a championship they won the cup have them build up a couple other teams on their way out they don't have to lose but not every team that gets built up or every wrestler that gets built up is winning every match jay i wanted to to ask you about it too because you you mentioned it yesterday like i said and um i thought it was the right thing to do as well if like especially for situations like now where we all hear FTR is just biding their time until they're they're out of AEW and you know with the Briscoes not being an NWA tag team and winning the Crockett Cup that's got to be something that a team like FTR would be interested in doing right absolutely and 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 the thing about it too when we look about uh 2022 we look at the Crockett Cup remember Ring of Honor was kind of uh, done. I mean, we didn't really know what was going to happen next with Ring of Honor. Going into Crockett Cup, we didn't know, uh, you know, Tony Khan would eventually buy Ring of Honor and then start signing a lot of those talents back up. So we didn't know what the status was going to be for, you know, for them boys until, you know, until they were signed. And so I feel like I, I think the NWA wanted to do more with them. I just think the availability became an issue. Of course, I, I think they worked a few dates with Impact as well, right? Um, yeah. But um, yeah, they won the Impact tag titles. Yeah. When you are when you are a a company promoting a tag team tournament, I feel like for the NWA's benefit, this should have been a tag team tournament filled with tag teams throughout the country not just NWA roster tag teams. And that's why I felt like it was so important that you had the Briscoes on this card. Um, you know, I also felt like they could have done themselves a favor by booking some more tag teams who weren't necessarily a part of the brand. Now we did see some talents from the Northeast show up. Uh, you know, um, we did see some guys show up uh, who weren't previously associated with the NWA, but uh, you know, ha- this was also at the same time where the Hardys had just signed with AEW. They just had reunited it. Wow. How, how amazing would it have been to see the Hardys in this tournament? Um, you know, I know that's kind of, you know, pie in the sky type thinking, but I, I feel like for this tournament to be 
credible and really monumental. Something that nobody else can can replicate would be to do these tournaments bigger and bigger every year. So in 2023, if the NWA does do a Crockett Cup, you have to have FTR on this card. And you have to have some as the, the biggest tag teams that you can get. And I don't care if it's, you know, uh, if it's lesser known guys that were released from the WWE or, or AEW guys who are only working, you know, part-time or ring of honor guys who are able to work elsewhere. I think the best tag teams should be represented and that should be the showcase, the cup uh, to, to Scooby's point. Um, they should have broken down the matches a little bit different. They should have put a bigger emphasis on, uh, the, the title matches on night one and the tournament on night two, you know, you could have done your prelim matches on night one with like the world title match between uh, uh, Aldis and, uh, and Cardona. And then on night two should have been the bigger focus on the tag titles and, and, and the importance of those, in my opinion. My only issue is I just don't know how realistic anymore getting other big tag teams that are other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, look, I've said it multiple times. The original Crockett Cup ran three years, and by its third year, it was barely able to pull in the number of teams that they normally had. But they had the Mexican Twin Devils. Exactly. (laughs) I don't even remember the Mexican Twin Devils. Who the hell were they? The same guys that were the the, uh, Cool Connection or the Gladiators or... okay. Uh, it was it was a, some combination of guys under gimmicks. All right, they, they had Sam Houston and uh, Nelson Royal as a tag team in it. Uh, Denny Brown and somebody else as a tag team. Uh, we, we had Aaron Stevens in the Blue Meanie. We we had Aaron Stevens in the Blue Meanie. Oh my gosh, let's try not to remember that. You know, I bought these things out of my mind, Jay. And but my point is. Historic people always remember the first Crockett Cup, and they kind of forget that the next two actually weren't that good, and the first one didn't even draw that well. I don't know what you're talking about, DK. The third uh, Crockett Cup was the birth of Mulky Mania. I remember that. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so I I I do think there's some rose-colored glasses when looking at the Crockett Cup from those days it was never really i mean people forget that the team that won the third one wasn't a team going into the tournament they both had other partners and uh you know let's let's be realistic i always say half the teams have to lose the first round in any tournament half the people have to lose so you got to bring in people that are going to lose that's just the nature of it you know look through any great tournament you're going to find people that probably are going to you know let you go why are they there now they'll do the occasional upset you know oh i can't believe they made it to round two or whatever and then they get destroyed round two uh to this year's crockett cup I think they executed as well as they were going to be able to as far as who was going to win, how all that was going to break down. I mean, they basically did what, you know, Kevin and I and Jay talked about. 
the Briscoes were in one bracket and they won. Uh, the tag team champions were in other bracket. They lost in the semifinals. So that gave you two challengers for the World Tag Team Championship. Now, where if you had thought this out well enough to where you had paid enough money to make sure the Briscoes were going to be at your next pay-per-view event, you would have put them against whoever the tag champions were at the pay-per-view event, the next pay-per-view event. Instead, the Briscoes challenged during the TV tapings and, of course, uh, you know, lost, which makes it interesting because the NWA now is the one place the Briscoes have gone and not won tag team goals. So, I mean, you could actually market that if you wanted to. But uh, but then, you know, the champions eventually did defend against the people that beat them in the tournament and they lost the titles. You can make an argument whether it was the right team or not. It was probably the best they had at the time. Uh, and, you know, if I told... Do I remember much else about the shows altogether? I'd be lying. Well, listen, it's hard to, I, you know, I looked back at this year to make some of these notes and I did not remember a good 50% of this stuff, <laughs> let alone anything uh, else. Like along the same period, like March, April, right? You've got Caprice Coleman making his debut. In at NWA USA in a very short-lived appearance from Darius Lockhart, who was here. He had a cup of coffee. Off he was gone. Kylan King first showed up at this uh, at this time. You're shaking your head no. Kylan was at the uh, 73rd anniversary. She was a part of the uh, women's tag team tournament. Re-debut, re should we say then? It's Fair been enough. a while. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but we also First had time some, meant anything. Right. Um, we also had the start of some of the less favorite stuff. Um, we had Gags debut in April. Gags the Gimp first appeared, and I can see at least two of you writhing up three now. Um, <laughs> yeah, Darius Lockhart, such a wasted opportunity. Um, Dave Scooby apparently is a closet gag fan. What was that, Jaden? I, I said, can we get more Darius Lockhart and less gags in 2023? Please. Yeah. No, prom no promises. But we also, hey, listen, they made yeah. up for it because they gave us Velvet After Dark, guys. Get the fuck out. <laughs> is that an STD? <laughs> I have no comment on that whatsoever. <laughs> Possibly. You've got VAD. I mean, it, it was a bit of a downer month, or at least it would turn out that way. Angelina Love uh, makes her debut in April. That doesn't really catch any fire. Aaron Stevens is doing that whole in, insane Shakespearean actor kind of yeah. deal he's so talented and it just seemed like wasted you know material uh, on that guy but scoob trevor murdoch's doing his 
rage face Trevor Murdoch right now. He he destroys like Aaron Stevens and the Pope, and it was the start of you know the Trevor Murdoch that we ended up wanting to see all of this time. What were, were you happy with the Murdoch that appears post title uh, title loss? Yes, uh, I mean he's a Harley guy. If you if he does fifty percent of what Harley would do. I mean, just walk in, kick ass, walk out. He, him having the title the second go around brought that out in him. But he's truly one of those guys that doesn't need a title. A title can help him, but he helps the title more. That whoever beats him for the title... It's up to them to to keep the value of that title going from Trevor to whoever the next title holder is, and I'm I'm hoping. I mean, Tyrus has a following, but I'm not sure it's the following that the NWA needs. They call that gravity, Dave Scooby. <laughs> that following's probably a uh, solar. I'm sorry, a lunar, uh, a lunar body like a moon, something circling in the equator. This is the uh, the uh, Willie Bowen joke of the day, <laughs> and in Willie's absence. Um, listen, let's let's push on. You guys speak up as as we go. If I don't point to you uh, and you want to say something, M- Mims, <laughs> Mims. Uh, in May, okay. So listen, Mims has some potential at this point, and that has that has been untapped. And he starts a feud with Tyrus in May or over the TV title, and gets into that slam challenge where, whether or not you want to call it a slam, I can't pick up Tyrus. Um, did a good job as far as I was concerned. Mickey James was in action at this point. On the downside, the Mortons began their never-ending, god-awful feud with the Fixers. It just will not stop. <laughs> um, Harry Smith is in at this point in May to take over for all this in the Commonwealth Connection. And you get some good traction out of the Cardonas and Colby Carino starts coming around. Kylan King, Max the Impaler debuts. And uh, we get that Scion versus Alonzo match, which was certainly powers for me that first one, the match of the year. Max the Impaler, Jeremy, when they showed up, you and I were like, oh my God, this is this is going to be good. Do, do you still, you think that Max has reached their potential in the, uh, in the NWA in the time that's passed? I don't feel that they've reached their potential yet. But I'm holding out hope that that's coming in this in, in the new year. Um, huge upside to Max the Impaler. Uh, doesn't need to deliver a promo. Doesn't have to talk or anything. Just go out there and smash, you know. And they do that perfectly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, I mentioned Mims because come June, that's really ramping up with Tyrus. And 
They really are making him a worthy challenger for the TV title, which they did a good enough job where I was going, is he going to do it? You know, is that, is that actually going to happen? Um, I, I, I bought it. I was hoping that the, like, I remember when that pay-per-view came up and I'm sure we'll get to it, but um, you know, if this was, it was now or never. <laughs> yeah. It was now or never for, uh, for Mims. It had to happen. And it, it just didn't, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, who did we get in June? We question, got, though. Yeah. Did, was that a mistake, a lost opportunity on their part? I mean, I see Jay nodding yes, and of course, obviously I'm asking because I think it was. Yeah. But, I mean, for the rest of you out there, should Mims have somehow, even if it was a screw job, you know, one of Tyrus's guys accidentally tripped him or, geez, or you know, something, you know, was there a chance there that they should have let Mims win the title? And I mean, I know they played the title into him eventually winning the world title, but they could have done something else. He could have got the title back. I mean, something. But I feel like there was there was an opportunity in in this point that they could have gotten Mims over in a big way and made him a solid middle card guy instead of kind of where he's at right now where he's still kind of basically barely above enhancement talent oh, he definitely feels like he's still floundering a bit um, and I think that a lot of that has to do with because they didn't even give it to him for a show you know he could have lost it and then Tyrus immediately next week your ass is mine and gets it back, but it creates legitimacy for Mims. I mean, the way I see it, and I agree with you, Jeremy, there were so many times that they could have made somebody with Tyrus that they, they just chose not to, and Mims was that guy. I mean, they, they they were leveraged in on him. We all bought it. You know, I did the hook. You did the reel. They had us all thinking that Mims was going to do it, and had yep. Mims won that match, we'd be looking at Mims that the same way we're looking at Jordan Clearwater, whether he yep. kept the title for a day, a week, a month, or a year, we would have been like, "Wow, Mims did it. He beat, he beat Tyrus," and yes, that could have curtailed the steam that Tyrus had going into hard times and and maybe even the anniversary show. However. You, you know, they gave him that title match at the anniversary show, and it had nothing to do with him being TV champion. It had nope. nothing to do with it. Uh, Billy Corgan just said, yeah, we're going to put the match with Tyrus. Uh, we're, we're taking all this out of the equation. We're going to put Tyrus in the equation. That's it. That's all they did. Him being TV champion was irrelevant for the anniversary show, and they could have had that momentum going for Hard Times 3 saying, hey, you know what? You won Murdoch, but you didn't beat me. You didn't beat me. We could do this again. You didn't beat me, but you won, Murdoch. And they could have had that same build, the same almost verbatim of what they did. But you would have had Mims as television champion. And in that time, a nice feud could have developed between Mims and Jordan Clearwater, Mims and AJ Kazana, Mims and anybody as your TV champion. And I felt like that was totally a missed opportunity. Completely. And everything, that's the thing about wrestling. 
you just keep it simple like that, the way that you explained it. There was no big hills or anything to climb over or anything to get to the story. Just keep it simple. That's all we need. Tell the story in the ring and give us a little bullet points here and there on a mic. You know, but the real story happens in the ring. And a lot of that gets lost nowadays across all of them, not just the NWA. It's it's an epidemic in, in, in all of them. You know, yeah. I remember. Go ahead. I was going to say uh, earlier, someone had asked when we we're talking about Cardona, somebody had asked a question about did Cardona do more less than like Tommy Rich's title reign or Ronnie Garvin's or whatever. And I would compare it more to Ronnie Garvin in that somebody who I think you would have fans that would want to see the win the title, but then when they won it, nothing developed out of it. I mean, everybody knew when Garvin won that he was losing it to Ric Flair at Starcade. Everybody knew it, you know, and then they did horrible booking around it. And then, so we kind of had the same thing with Cardona. It was like, oh, Cardona, he's this big, hot, you know, indie guy. And so we're going to rush the title on him. So they rushed the title on him. He's losing to women in Impact. He's, you know, Game Changer, which, you know, everybody's talking about being the next big thing. And I think even some of the luster's already gone off of them. I don't hear nearly as much about them as I used to. And, you know, I guess he took the title to Game Changer, but he didn't take the title to Impact. And he would go other places. And, you know, he held several small independent promotion titles, which nobody knows what they were or cared about. And there just wasn't there. Whereas, and the reason I'm bringing this up, I think they could have done with Mims what they did with Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich won the title, A, because it gave the fans a chance. You, you know, you had to do something with them. There was a lesson that was learned with Terry Lawler. Lawler chased the world title for so long, by the time he won it, nobody gave a crap. Yeah. And, you know, they had to create a world title for him, and nobody gave a crap. And so we had this chance now with uh, we had this chance with Rich, him holding the title for four days, elevated him because they kept referring to him when he didn't hold the national title or another belt there in Georgia. They kept referring to him as the former world champion, former world champion Tommy Rich. Here's Gordon Soley. You know, bringing Tommy Rich in. Tommy Rich would do one of his fired up promos and go off and Tommy Rich, and Gordon and That was former world heavyweight champion, Tommy Rich. Yeah. I mean, it made Tommy Rich's career and to the point where he was, when he was wrestling Ric Flair in the Golden Boy matches, a lot of people forget that sold out places all across the South in the Georgia, Mid-Atlantic areas and stuff like that, Tennessee, Alabama, some of the places where they could cross over because 
that was their, you know, that was the Golden Boy thing. And Rich had won the title, and he could win it again. Well, for some behind-the-scenes reasons, uh, that never happened. But, you know, that was something that would feel, I, I don't feel, feel like Cardona was, uh, I don't feel like Cardona was used right. And really, at this point, you know, there's our, he's already talking about hopefully maybe going back to the WWE and I don't know if he will or not. I don't know if they want him or not. They supposedly want his wife. It could be a package deal. We all know how that goes. Well, and look, I don't turn it. If you're paying me the right amount of money, I'll become WWE's biggest fan. <laughs> yeah. You know, we all got a price, let's be honest. And, you know, it's a business. Again, Gorilla Monsoon to Bobby Heenan. You ain't doing this to make money. You're a fool. Yep. Enough hot dogs and nachos. I'll throw on that gimp mask and hop in the ring, damn it. Yeah. And so uh, the other thing is, unfortunately, guys, I do have another commitment that has suddenly come upon me, and I am going to have to drop out. All right. Thanks, DK. Good seeing Thanks. you, my friend. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Merry Christmas, DKM. Merry Christmas to all the Alliance guys. Merry Christmas to all the Alliance uh, fans. And most importantly, I take a size extra large in shirts if you want to send me a gift. <laughs> Bye. See ya. You know, to his point, with like, you know, with going back to the WWE for, for, uh, our donor or not. Um, and, and kind of that being about money. Uh, I can re I always remember very vividly. My oldest kid is a root was a really good football player. And, uh, you know, he's like, we were, we were born seemingly born and bred Philadelphia Eagles fans, despite our geographic you know, proximity, which is nowhere near Philadelphia. Um, and he said, Dad, what if I got drafted by the by the Dallas Cowboys? And I said, then I'm getting a cowboy hat and you know, yeehaw, son, let's we're going to Dallas, right? We're gonna buy a horse and a you know, everything, man. Like it's you go where the money is. Um, well, I wouldn't hold it against Zach Ryder, if you want to call him that, if he goes back there. Um, hey Paladin's here. Anyway, look, we're not even into July yet, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what's happened in June? Oh, yes. Hey, by the way, we got Taya Valkyrie. We got the Hatchet Sam Shaw in June. We get Brian Myers and Anthony Andrews are also around at the same time. Uh, but Matt Cardona is injured, I guess, in a GCW uh, match. Um, and... He vacates that title at Always Ready. Um, you know who else debuts? Is the Thrill Billy and Poyo Del Mar, friend of the Alliance. Uh, hope to see her tonight, but uh, no, no such luck uh, yet. You know what I remember most from this particular month? The one moment I remember, despite all of these talents and and pay per views or whatnot, is Jack Stane popping the trunk on Eric Jackson. <laughs> Like that was just ridiculous. I thought he heard him. Yeah, it's crazy. I was worried he might have decapitated the poor lad. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that was actually a, a Jack Dane national title defense, uh, believe it or not. Um, anyway, pretty empowered win the NWA World Women's Tag Team titles from the Hex this month. They are sitting just shy of 200 days as champion right now, guys. I'm, I'm um, a big fan of uh, LNV. Yeah, me too. And Kenzie Page as well. Like she has, she is over this year. She loses a lot of matches when you look back at it, but they keep elevating her. It's like the frustration that she's feeling. She's gonna get like the the big win, and she ends up hooking up with uh, as a tag team with Ella. And of course, you know the the big turn comes at this event where she goes and, and joins Ella on the dark side of the floor, sort of so to speak. But Trevor Murdoch begins his second and his the better, frankly, of his two title reigns as world's champion um, when he defeats Sam Shaw, Nick Aldis, who he pins after the Bulldog, and Tom Latimer, and becomes world's heavyweight champion. How did, what did you think, Jaden? What did you think when uh, Murdoch filled that vacancy for the world title that was made when uh, Matt Cardona was injured. He had just held the title before. Was it the logical choice to put it back on him? I think uh, Jaden might be drunk right now, so let me let me try to guess what Jaden would say. And I think he would say that Murdoch was such a um, not used well the first time around that it was kind of dangerous, right, to put the belt back on a guy who. You, you kind of nerfed. You kind of nerfed it on that first title run. You didn't give him a great series of challengers. You didn't give him a great series of opponents. I mean, he was wrestling Mike Knox twice. Like, who the F is Mike Knox to get an NWA World title shot? Twice. Yeah, twice on pay-per-view. So they didn't really – they didn't put Trevor in a good position. Right. And so – the Trevor that we got after that, the angry Trevor, the bitter Trevor, the, the Harley race-esque Trevor, I felt was such a better representation of what, number one, the NWA needed, and two, what an NWA world champion should be, that I felt like, yes, he was the right choice because it had to kind of remedy had what had went wrong in the previous run. Unfortunately, you know, you had some pretty good competition in the ring with them. I don't think Aldis was the right choice. Sam Shaw pro proved to be not the right choice because he was signed to the WWE uh, literally a few weeks later. Um, but then you look at uh, you, you look at somebody like Tom Latimer who might have benefited from that shot. Might have been might have changed the whole dichotomy of the NWA had Latimer won that title on that night. But you got to give it to Trevor Murdoch. Uh, you know, I, I think his second run was leaps and bounds better than his first. It was amazing, and I know like Jeremy and Dave and I have talked about it on, on the show. I'm sure you guys have too, where it was just you'd have a guy like Cardona who's so, you know, energized, like, you know, like they took it from me and I have to have it back. And, you know, like this is ridiculous. And he's so over the top, like like he should be because that's what he's good at. And you just have Murdoch with, with like Mae Valentine going, what do you think? And he'd go. I don't care. We're going to war, sunshine. You know, like and that was just stone cold killer, man. It was it was so much fun to see him in the second reign. And I hope he got 
that satisfaction out of being champ the second time. I just read today, going back and, and looking at this, did you know after his first reign, he he said in an interview that he went to Harley Race's grave and he laid the title on the top of his tombstone and said, thank you. And I thought, there's a guy who's like, he is behind all of the character and, you know, the... Uh, the glam and, and, you know, of professional wrestling, the veil, if you want, he cares about this. And, and he, he is really honestly respectful. Like his, his character as a Harley guy is based on the fact that he's a Harley guy. Yeah. And I think it works. Um, and that's I, honestly real quick. Let me just say this. Yeah. And, and that's what I hated about Nick Aldis trying to co-op that whole Harley thing. Oh, I was trained by Harley Race. You went to one camp, champ. Yeah. You're not yeah. trained by Harley Race. You were there. You paid money to be there. And that's fine. Like, look, that, that's how you grow as a performer. That's great. But don't tell me you were a Harley Race guy. You weren't. Yeah. You weren't. All right. There we go. If you look at some of the matches later on, you'll see guys that, you know, I'm I'm sure that I'm going to shit on Nick Aldis right now. I'll be like, and I, I think he's great, just like everybody else here. But you'll see matches as the year progresses where Nick Aldis is victorious by pinfall over insert name here. And I'm sure the argument he would have is they're getting elevated by being in the main event with me, the former world's champion. And there's that's a great argument. But there are so many Aldis over Odinson, Aldis over um flip gordon like there's like just go back and look and you, you'll you'll see them and there's I elevates people every day elevators they don't brag about it <laughs> and they'll do the job exactly uh uh anyway the commonwealth connection topple our rebellion at always ready as well they'll have a 77 day title reign and mims is apparently injured there i don't know how true that is um, it was hard to tell, and the coverage behind the scene didn't really give us a full view one way or the other. But frankly, his career to date has not recovered. And um, I used to wonder at the time, is that why he didn't go over on Tyrus? But more, the more the time has passed, I think it was probably the long-term plan that that just wasn't going to happen. Um Regardless, let's go to July. We had that great story. I'm sure everyone's heard about uh, Natalia Markova and uh, Mercurio stopping a robbery <laughs> of of Markova's purse uh, and following the thief to a Walmart like 150 miles down the road when her purse goes missing off a plane. I love that story. That was my story. There is video image of mercurio tackling a running thief in a walmart and taking him to the ground and i tackled him too it, yeah there there were no soft gloves with that that was just flat i i don't care if i break your back your ribs yeah but to that to that point and to his credit he didn't hurt that guy exactly and, and they didn't press charges yep so that was that was interesting um so we get Odinson in July. He's starting. He's now without Pero, and he's starting his his rise up through the uh, the roster. Real real quick, when yeah. it, when it comes to Mims, and I just I looked it up because I was curious as well. Um, apparently, 
27 weeks ago in Knoxville, Tennessee, he had in gear sitting in a hospital gurney. He wrote busted elbow, dislocated shoulder and a wicked concussion. I thought I would be walking away with the NWA television championship. Instead, I'm walking away with a long road to recovery, even more angrier and er, even more anger and a serious focus to get back on my feet and get what should I have buying. Rebuilding isn't new to me anyways. So, well, you know, maybe unless it. he's really good at faking stuff, but he was injured. Okay. Well, I don't want to say good, but it, because <laughs> that's that's unfortunate, but it makes me feel better about the whole um, Mims Tyrus, um, you know, feud. Um, what's still going on? The Mortons are still fighting the Fixers. That will continue until the end of time, until the sun explodes. And, uh, you know, the great sky god, whoever that might be, turns out the lights and asks them to leave. Um, what else? We have the race to the chase tournament to see who will face Trevor at 74. This is obviously the start of something that's going to go very, very south. Boo, says the boss. Um, I'll set you up. you got uh, – uh, who have you got? You've got Knox, you've got Pope, Aldis, and Latimer all advancing through power in that tournament with Aldis winning the shot at, at, of the from the four of them in that four-way match um, to face Trevor Murdoch. What did you think at the time? Scoop, do you want to jump on this one? Yeah, what do you, Dave, or what do you what did you think when Aldis won that four-way match to get the shot? I mean, it, it, it's almost like, okay, um, it, it, in case of emergency, break glass. <laughs> That's so true. That they're, they're, they weren't willing to give anyone else a chance. Because, I mean, if, if you put Tom in there, <clears throat> even if Tom would have lost against Trevor... That would have been a hell of a fight. Plus, it would have put Tom <coughs> up a level. Yeah. He he would have. It, it was his chance to go for the gold, and it just it 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 builds him up to go after that gold. It, it gave him a taste of what it's like to almost be a champion. Right. Yeah, it was – I mean, I rolled my eyes at the time when, when Aldis took that, you know, won that match. But I think, like, that is exactly right in case of emergency break class. It's just we don't have anything else right now, I think, was the thought. Let's let's go back to Nick. Well, and, it's, and, and, and just, like, uh, just like Scooby said, I mean – Lying in the way, people who were there ready to go. You had Tom Latimer, a guy who, let's face it, maybe the closest thing to a Nick Aldis in the NWA today. You have the Pope, one of the smoothest talkers on the mic. You know, are you telling me that they couldn't sell a pay per view with either one of those guys and Trevor Murdoch? No, let's let's announce it as Nick Aldis, and then oh wait a minute. Well, that's a thing that happens almost immediately, right? They work Is themselves that, into a shoot. Yeah, Billy Corgan and him go at it. We we all go, 
Is this a work? Is this a shoot? Is this a combo in between? Um, is Jaden back or is he just hammered lying on the floor right now? Oh, there he L- is. A little bit of both. <laughs> he might be um, eating cheeseburgers off the carpet as we speak. You know, inevitably, Jaden, uh, it becomes massive news when WPC says, you know what? I'm tired of his politicking. He doesn't get the shot anymore. I'm pulling it. And it's the beginning of, of the end of Nick Aldis carrying the NWA. When you hear about this through, I don't know, whatever social media sites maybe you're you're hearing it from, what did you think? Well, I think I heard it first from alliance-wrestling.com, your number one source of news on the NWA. But um, first I thought it was a work. And <laughs> the United Wrestling Network. And Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiator, South Jersey's number one wrestling promotion. Uh, but I thought it was a work, honestly, for a little bit, because it seemed like something stupid Billy Corgan would do. And it didn't make sense, so that's why I really thought it was something Billy Corgan would do. Um, but then when it started, things started late coming out, and I realized maybe it is time for them to part ways, I think is the best thing for Nick Aldis. As long as he doesn't show up in Impact, uh, but if he goes somewhere, AEW or um, WWE or NXT or even, honestly, I wouldn't even mind, even though I think it's more of a lateral move, I wouldn't mind MLW. I think it's the best for him. And I think now the NWA can get out from under his shadow. And unfortunately, they're under the shadow of Tyrus, and that's a really big shadow. It's like, you know, blocking the sun. But I think it's going to be something good for the NWA itself if they knew how to take advantage of it, and that's a big F. Yeah, you you know, it really, one of the guys, it might have been Dave or Jeremy when we were talking about doing these kind of off-the-cuff awards for, you know, whatever best of the year. I originally had Feud of the Year and was really, I couldn't think of anything better then one of one of the suggestions was it one of you two guys, which was Billy Corgan versus Nick Aldis. You know, this was. And I know Jeremy said you versus Anthony Mayweather. <laughs> yeah, versus Kermweather, so. Yeah, um, but this really did kind of become, in a way, the feud of the year, and it, it's a, it is a, for better or for worse, in the end, it is a shaking uh, of the ground. Of what of you know the foundation for the NWA. I think one of the worst things that came of this is the idea of a work shoot with the owner. I mean, Billy said from jump point that this wasn't about him, that he wasn't going to be featured on TV. And over the course of five years, that slowly degraded to him literally being on the TV about every other week. And when you talk about, you know. Where, where could they have gone with that? How, uh, like, I, I try to, I said it from the very beginning, they're going to work themselves into a shoot. And that's exactly what happened. Because, yeah, as we hear later, yeah, they were both working it, brother. We were working, brother. Unfortunately, you know, Aldous started taking to a, uh, some offense to what Billy was saying. Billy was taking yeah. offense to what Aldous was saying. And, and at some point, it wasn't a work anymore. And in and, and my my reaction to that, what's the end game? What what could have possibly positive come from the, the, the owner of the company, you know, uh, basically degrading an employee? 
And what's the point of an employee being flat out insubordinate to the to the boss? It just it didn't make sense. You can't do Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon has a different dichotomy than uh, than William Patrick Corgan, and Steve Austin is a hell of a lot more charismatic than Nick Aldis. It, it just was never going to work the way they wanted it to, and it just it was it, it just shows you where Billy Corgan's mind is at in terms of the business and how little faith I have in some of his creative decisions. You know, there's part of, I think, what extends this feud to its end, uh, Jeremy. There's no Empower card in uh, August for the, the month that follows. And we knew we know from Mickey James and what she said, both on the air and, and through just social media, how important the first one was for her in the advancement of women's wrestling. And it just didn't happen. And some things were said or suggested were said about why that was from Billy Corgan's camp. What did you think when this was going on in August? This is where someone should have been there telling Billy, no, don't say that. Just go out there and tell them you don't have the rights to be able to use the term empowered for an event now because Mickey James owns that. Yeah, or I mean, he went out and essentially, well, from what was reported, I'm just going to put it that way, he said that there wasn't enough uh, available quality female talent. And I kind of read that at the time and just blinked, like, what? Stupid you know, have ever said. If that's the case, Dave, yeah, if that's the case, then it makes me think, what did you do to your relationship with Impact? Yeah, you, you can't get some of this talent over here. What did you think? I, I mean, it, it's one of those things of, um, what is it? Stay silent and not be thought an, an, an idiot or open your mouth and, and, and prove the point that it's like just it, it's better to say nothing, no comment or Jeremy said, we don't have the rights to empower. At this time, we won't be doing a all-women's event until we can secure the use for another pay-per-view. If it doesn't happen, it's you can easily go online and type in empowered pay-per-view and see who owns the rights to that phrase or phrasings. So it's one of those things of just be quiet, just no comment. I'd, I'd rather people badmouth me about me not saying anything than me saying something stupid and them having tons of ammunition. You know, it's, what's funny is the reason that the the Aldous James uh, own the term Empower is because Billy Corgan had no issue with them owning the name Empower. You can't call something Empower, and I think it had three R's in it, when it's a, when it's a derivative of the name that you own, like, right? Like, you'd need his permission to do that. Yep. I can't call someone 
I can't make a product called Cola Coca because I think that that would be a great, you know, handle for my product. I would need their permission. You might not be able to sell NWA gold T-shirts because it has the letters NWA in it. Can I just say that on Twitter right now we are having a contest to change our name and we'll take NWA out of the name. We'll talk about that later. And if um, you win, you get a very very nice belt. That's that's yes, we do. You do get a very nice belt. It's over there. I'll show oh. you later. Listen, let's. I got to push on because we're we're like an hour and a half already. Um, who's here right now uh, with August? Roland. Okay. All right. Yes. So uh, you get you get Larry D at this point. You you see some of the talent and nothing. You're like who? Mm -hmm. um, but some of the talent begins to get a little. Who are these people? You know, Larry D. Haley Shadows makes an uh, an appearance. Uh, you know, I know I know some of these people are students of some of the talent that are on the NWA roster, and you know are, are getting a chance. Casey Rocks is is out and about, but Rolando Freeman and the Spectaculars form up around the month of August. Rolando, of course, will go on to beat Matt Cardona twice. Uh, he will also beat Casey Rocks, Anthony Andrews, Jeremiah Plunkett, I think twice, and Sal in a four-way match. He defeats the entire Cardona family. Uh, this is fairly recently, of course. And Jeremiah Plunkett again. He's the greatest wrestler that the Lightning One era has ever seen. <laughs> if he's four foot ten and 80 pounds then so am I. I mean, like, like, if he's bigger than that, then it is, I, you know, I, I wanted to keep everything positive, guys, with the the uh, the award stuff. I didn't want to do, like, even though they're fun, worst wrestler of the year, worst gimmick, or anything like that. But if gags I... Again. what is it Gags? Is Gags worse than Rolando? Yeah. That's what I was about to ask. I mean, that's like saying you're the nicest guy in prison, but still, yeah, I think that's still worse. Dave, is he uh, is Gags worse than uh, Rolando? Um, the gimmick, but not the wrestler. Right, right. I agree. I think Gags is just a. Uh, what were you thinking? I don't. You know, it's funny because I I maintain there's a place for Rolando Freeman in the NWA. He, he can be with the Spectaculars. He'd be a feisty manager who grabs the leg and won't let go or whatever. But he destroyed Matt Cardona as a – and, you know, I have heard through different sources this was Matt Cardona's idea, and that's great. Um, but he has destroyed for me Matt Cardona as a credible threat to the NWA World Championship. It's, it's without elevating Rolando Freeman himself because – why would you do that? Anyway, he's around in uh, in August, guys. I, this is it's important to note. I think positively, you have Tyrus, Camille, and Homicide pulling an Al Davis from the NFL and just saying, "Just win, baby." That's that's all they do for this entire year is just win, baby. Um, and that is those are three. Three champions that are consistent, whether or not you wanted them to have titles in the first place or 
or were looking for anything. They just kept going throughout this entire year. Um, the fixers in August uh, win a battle royale for the newly reinstated, newly recreated NWA United States tag team titles, which I had mixed emotions about and still do. Um, Jeremy, the uh, the U.S. tag team titles coming back at the time. What were you thinking in August? Too many belts was my initial re reaction to it. We've already got so many. Um, I like the execution of it up until the very end. It was good set of matches and stuff, but I just wish it would have been anybody else other than the fixers. And then we've got the belts aren't their belts and so we get new ones or but we still don't have the new ones and it, it needs to be cleaned up really quick yeah i agree Jaden. you've worked with dr zirconium and independent wrestling outside of dog i think too would you ever have a battle royal to crown tag team champions no um well, I guess I can't say that Dr. Zirconium did where the two winners teamed up to face the tag team champions and they did win it. So that did happen on a card in um, in Violin, New Jersey. I think it was more of a uh, they needed new tag champions, but there was nobody else available at the time. But it does happen unfortunately but still it, they technically i guess it wasn't for the tag belts it was just for challengers so the challengers still won it but i don't like having battle royals for anything other than if you happen to create a battle royals championship where you only win by winning the battle royal i've seen independents do that not my favorite thing again but i just don't like battle royals for any kind of championship other than you know getting championship shots like the royal rumble yeah, I remember Jay saying on, on your show, Jay, uh, at the time, like, why wouldn't you just have made them the uh, Crockett Cup winners, your U.S. Tag Team Champions? Because they had no idea they want to put the fixtures. They didn't want the fixtures to win the Crockett Cup, but they wanted to create a tag team title for the only tag team that was getting them any attention other than La Rebellion. Right. Yeah, yeah but even if the Briscoes won them, they could have dropped them to... You know, and they made one appearance, I think, on power. Uh, they could have dropped them immediately. Well, I think they had two appearances on power because they did they did wrestle La Rebellion and they I believe they also wrestled the Commonwealth Connection. Yeah, okay. Uh, in August, you know what? Homicide beats both the Mortons and Murdoch defends against Tyrus and wins. That's not the end of that, of course, because Tyrus doesn't doesn't uh he hasn't cashed in on that lucky seven on the tv title he just has a shot it's a bit if i remember correctly a bit convoluted but um he doesn't win in his first attempt this kind of creates a, a bit of a new tyrus where he's a little darker and more focused and i shouldn't have let you know my my cousin off the hook there i should have drilled him with that ring bell and taken what's mine and it really sets the course to Tyrus getting his second shot in the months ahead. 
Um, the question Mac debuts. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were staying positive. <laughs> Jack, I do. I want to say this real quick about Tyrus. When he came into the 74th anniversary show, even though there was all kinds of bullshit surrounding the circumstances he got there, he came in looking good. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. Yeah. he did. For Tyrus, he looked great, and his mobility improved, his endurance improved, his overall body shape improved. And you have to give the man credit, whether you like him or not. He put in some work to to get into this opportunity. He didn't come in there at the same Tyrus he was when he won the TV title. But he didn't put in as much work as that ring did whenever he decided to come off the second turnbuckle. Just saying. Yeah, that that shall live in meme infamy forever, I think. September, Dak Draper debuts in the uh, national number one contender qualifier, Dave. And he's the first guy that I can think of in, in the Power USA era who doesn't lose his opening match or like Thrillbilly, you know, lose a whole bunch of matches in a row. I'm pretty much like yeah. everybody else. He goes undefeated all the way to the championship. What did you think of Dak at this time? Did you know him already? Uh, I had seen him wrestle some in ROH up here in Baltimore. Uh, he he has a very good upside. I mean, he has size 6'5", uh, two fifty plus. Um, he he. It, it's just really unsure what direction he is going. He hasn't built a a character that you can really connect to as of yet. Right. But I mean, he he has. I mean, he has the size. Uh, he has the look. He can wrestle. And I mean, it's just figuring out where to plug him in where he doesn't get overlooked and he doesn't fall down down the ladder too fast. Yeah. That I mean, if, if Billy's going for the bigger guys, hey, he's, he's a big guy, he, but he's in shape. Figure out what you can do with him. I mean... I put him and uh, Clearwater together. Have him go for a belt, but a lower belt right. to get some reps in. Okay. Yep, I, yeah. I would agree. Um, you know, if I had Dak Draper on on my roster, uh, I think I would use him exactly that way. I'd ask if Quinn McKay was available. <laughs> but, uh, um, because I think that would be – he's great on the mic. Yeah. And she's no slouch either, so I think that would be a, a, a great pairing. Not for nothing, but I recently heard Maddie Renkowski, also known as just Maddie, interview Dak's, uh, Dak excuse me, at the uh, tapings, and he said he was single. Ooh. So yeah. I, I just uh, – just point wow. that out. Maybe maybe Dak Draper is single. Maybe the man who plays Dak is not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we. I guess we don't know. That's interesting. Um, maybe that just means he's not a tag team. <laughs> <laughs> and then later that night, um, he teamed up with Mims. So go figure. Thrill Billy's getting getting some traction finally in the NWA around this time. He's getting some wins. 
he beats Mayweather, he beats Judas in the semifinal to to get in that tournament as well. Um, Kerry Morton has also been building his brand over this time. Uh, he wins that six-man scramble for a shot at the World Junior title. Pretty empowered, get their own show. And Tyrus, most importantly, I guess, cashes in the World Television title uh, in, in late September for his shot at the World Championship. He wants a, a second one. Um, it's interesting that he doesn't, he still kind of holds on to it for a while. And in fact, if you kind of look at different sources as to when he abdicates, you know, the pages sort of go, Oh, <laughs> like it's you decide somewhere between this date and this date. I'm not really, not really sure. Um, uh, you know what? I, I did mention Max earlier, but in, in, um, in October, I thought this was this was probably more groundbreaking than than maybe anyone else here might. But Maxi Impaler was in a TV title qualifying match against men, and I kind of went, "That's you know, if if you are a uh, either either portraying a character or are a person that identifies as gender neutral, then you got to do both." And, and Max is. The perfect character to be doing that. I was pleased, Jeremy, to to see uh, Max in that match. The, the reaction to it as, as well uh, from the guys in the ring was very uneasy. There was a not really sure how to approach them, and I thought it was it was pretty. It was pretty cool that Max's approach to them was to smash them in the face. You know, it was it was perfect the way that they did that. You know, because even the guys recognized that Max is a true force to be dealt with, and you know that speaks volumes right there. Yeah, the um, uh, the now who had just come back the previous month or so from the from the first time since the Crockett Cup start getting some wins and, and so do the country gentlemen, which was, you know, I've never really bought into them, but I know that there's a lot of Alliance family members out there who have, um, uh, what else happened that month for September or October, I guess, rather, sorry. Uh, Oh boy. Question mark two debuts moving on. Um, Kylan King takes that number one contendership from Taya Valkyrie for the world women's uh, title. Can can I, I, I know Please. we're trying to get through it, but can I jump back to Maxine Paler real quick? It's something yeah. that I heard recently uh, Bully Ray said on uh, Busted Open, and he went back in time a little bit to when Jericho and China wrestled for the Intercontinental title match. Now, if you've listened to Jericho talk about that since, he hated putting over China. He hated having that match with her. But, uh, you know, Bully Ray pointed out, hey, if China could hold the IC title 20 years ago, why can't Rhea Ripley or Charlotte Flair hold the IC title today? And I wonder, and I'm not, I'll be the first one to admit, I'm not a huge intergender wrestling fan. I'm not a huge, uh, you know, that style of wrestling doesn't really interest me. But what is stopping Max the Impaler from competing in the men's side on a more permanent basis. I don't know. I don't entirely agree. 
booking is what's stopping. Yeah. You know, Paladins had some comments about women's wrestling in the in the chat that I don't agree with, but I do agree whether I like it or not that I don't believe that it largely draws crowds. That being said, and my wife just said this yesterday, she would go and watch Camille fight anybody. She has no interest in going to see Tyrus defend the title. And if you look at the matches of the year that have that have gone over this past year, I would submit to you that if we were picking an athlete of the year, we talked about this very early on in the show, it would be Camille. Yeah. Uh, and that she's a draw for me. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know to answer your question. I mean, if Max is doing it, you got to think, well, why wouldn't Camille then? Did you ever hear that story, Jay, or any of you guys about that uh, uh, JR told about um, Jeff Jarrett being told you're going to drop the Intercontinental title to the uh, to China? No, I don't think I have. He from Jim Ross says like you know he said this is what the plan is, and he and so Jarrett said I'm going to walk around the arena. This is the amount of money. It's $100,000 is what you're going to have to give me to do this. By the time I get back around, I need your answer. He came back around, and Ross was like, ah, and he said, now it's 200000 And went around the arena again. They went, okay. And apparently got his payday. Wow. So, I mean, I don't know. That's just a, a random a random story, but... um. I mean, I heard that that's the main reason why there was some bad blood between Jarrett and the WWE because Vince McMahon always felt like he was held up. But at the same time, Jarrett's contract had expired. And yeah. he, had, he didn't have to do shit. He could have right. just walked out with the belt and threw it in the trash like a lender plays. So and the fact that he, he did the job, I mean, he should have been compensated for it. Well, let's be honest here. Vince was a stick-up man of his own as well. Yeah. Sure. By the way, throwing it in the trash like a lunder like a lunder blaze. Have you seen the Danny Deals ads where for merch on the show? Man, I laughed. Where Medusa off off camera's like, get my name out of your voice, and he's like hiding behind candy, going, I'm gonna have to make trash cans with her face on it. <laughs> I would buy one. <laughs> anyway, um control your narratives getting a push in October, guys. Uh, the TV title match, when everything is said and done around a, 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 a tournament with Kazan and Clearwater, is a dud. There's no winner. It's pointless. Uh, they're going to fight at hard times three. Speaking of pointless, this is where we get another Velvet After Dark episode. <laughs> um, Didn't we clear that up with penicillin last time? Yeah, well, it come, came back with a vengeance. This time it had clothes on, so they made a point of telling us that. Um, in November, hey, I mean, we're almost caught up right now. Nick Aldis gives notice, of course. Yeah, it's the biggest, you know, biggest news. He's subsequently the following day suspended by the National Wrestling Alliance and probably their biggest story of the year. Suspended with pay. Basically, they said, Hey, champ, don't even bother showing up, but we'll still pay you. No big deal. Why just no. fire the guy? What yeah. the hell? Yeah. It's like the least ballsiest move that William Patrick Corgan's ever done. He just 
Oh, you, you don't want to be here? Fine. I'll keep paying you. Just go home. Right. Weak. He wouldn't have the option. He couldn't have fired him anyway. He has a contract. He was going to pay him no matter what. He should have just, should have just let him wrestle his match, put the guy over. Yeah. Do a little swan song, make a big deal, maybe sell a pay-per-view as the potential last match pay-per-view to see all this. It's all stupid. He could have at least done something to make some money out of it. Or what I about a Lucha Town match? Well, he already knew he was leaving, so that wouldn't have helped. If they knew he was leaving and he gave his notice and kept it quiet, then they could have done that. It might have been a surprise. But honestly, though, he it's Nick Aldis's last match. He could either put over somebody or go out as the conquering champion. They may have gotten a couple extra ticket sales. They might have gotten an extra pay-per-view buy or two. Instead, they just let him walk right out the door without putting anybody else over or any capitalization, anything out of that. It was loss, loss. Lose, lose. I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It was just a a waste of everything, a waste of resources, waste of potential. I don't know. It's just the stupidest when somebody who had long hair decides to shave their head instead of doing a lose-or-leave town match and getting a right. payoff out of it. Right, that's a great example. Um, you know, Clearwater wins the television title. Uh, Best thing they, they did. Yeah. Um, he, in, uh, no, what else in November? Kerry wins the World Junior. DK's uh, favorite moment. DK's favorite moment? Yeah, right, Jay? Yeah, he was a big fan. And big uh, fan. Tyrus, of course, wins the world title. It it almost, you know, Dave, it almost, which, which is the bigger story in November, that all this is out or that Tyrus is in? Uh, I mean, six of one, half dozen of another. I mean, I don't think either one was good for the NWA but I mean, Aldis had to go, and they didn't have to put the title on Tyrus. I mean, he's held the title now for almost forty days, and I mean, if 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 they're going to pick and choose what they follow, of oh, I'm going to defend the belt every thirty days, I'm going to defend it every forty-five days, they just need to decide. Okay, we're the NWA. These are our quote-unquote basic rules. Uh, it's not like the old NWA where every 30 days the champion was actually a champion and defended the belt. We pick and choose when they do that. This is the, the, the new kayfabe. Yeah. They just need to decide what world they're living in. Yeah. Do you think they've done that? <laughs> Or do you think it's just kind of, I don't know, let's try this. Well, I, I mean, they, they, they jump. So it's almost like, I mean, they're, they're not sure where, where they are. They say they want to uh, promote legacy and tradition. But then they do stupid shit like... <laughs> gags the Gimp. Gags the Gimp. Great wrestler, bad gimmick. Or they, I mean, it, it's just, they, they pick and choose what they want to push. And unfortunately, it all falls 
to what Billy likes and they can't do tapings quick enough to turn on a heel. That if something happens, it has to ride out for 8 to 12 weeks before they can make adjustments. The smartest thing they could do is do tapings every six weeks and then figure out where they're going to place their pay-per-views and where they're going to have tapings. Mm-hmm. That if they do it every six to seven weeks, I mean, you figure it out, okay, we can make adjustments that if we're not getting a good response on what's happening, we can change it within three, four weeks at the latest. Right. You know, Paladin's written this thing Jace put up here. Must be personal for all this to do uh, everything a week before the NWA pay-per-view. He probably wanted to affect sales. He mentioned something about now that you've seen the card, you see why I can't be part of this. Yeah. So I, I think there may be some truth in that. It certainly could appear that way. Um, you know, and then December, we get into the Revolution Rumble, which I love. Red Titus won. I was very happy with that. And we got into the Champion Series, which kind of mixes stuff up. And and that's where we are now. I, I would suggest, guys, as we are sitting here at the two-hour mark right now, that we we just do uh, USA in power next week and, and talk about the alliance, like just to quickly, the awards that we threw up on Twitter. We had lots of votes. And, and call it a day. What do you guys think? Well, I don't think we have the time to cover power, uh, like you said. So maybe we should just emphasize the uh, the awards and, and maybe call it a night. And, that's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, just, we'll cut USA in power. We'll just do the awards. And and uh, who did we lose? We just lost Dave. Um. Yeah, and then to say that's it, it's two hours, that's that's good. All right, cool. That's where we that was the year in review, man. That uh it was fun to look back today. I'm I'm off this week on vacation, so I just kind of you know st- poked around on what happened in previous months and it was it was fun to see. Um I know you guys and the 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 alliance guys won't be back next week. You got the week off. Um but uh I think we'll be here if if Jeremy's uh, around on in, in a week from now. I know Dave and I are, so we'll, we'll figure that out. Maybe we can do power and, and USA from from two week period and just do that. We've lost Dave again. Let's look. Listen, we we put up some in in our Discord, um, the Alliance uh, uh, blog Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just get Dave back in here. Somebody please send me the link for that, by the way. Yeah, 100%. I'll get it to you. Um, We put up some, uh, you know, give us your nominations for seven different categories. I originally tried nine, but feud of the year couldn't work, and and match of the year was just too many, and Twitter only allows you to have, like, four potential answers anyway. So I did the best I could based off of the nominations, right? There's only one real feud of the year, and that's Billy Corgan versus Logical Booking. <laughs> hey, that's that's been a winner now two years in a row, though. So the first it's one off the bat, NWA Announcer of the Year. We I put up uh, from our suggestions: Joe Galley, Kyle Davis, 
May Valentine, and then write in your vote. So there were votes for Tim Storm and for uh, Velvet Sky as well. Um, but with 56% of the vote, it was a runaway, it was Joe Galley was considered the best announcer in the, in the NWA. My pick was Kyle Davis, but I think Joe largely does a pretty good job, guys. What do you guys think? I think I I kind of lost a little uh, love for Joe at the anniversary show. I felt like he went full. Uh, yeah, he he went full. Uh, he went for it, and I, I didn't I didn't enjoy it. I felt like he was uh, channeling his inner Jim Ross a little too much. But uh, Joe Galley, uh every other time has been pretty solid. Um, Kyle Davis is a good dude. I like Kyle Davis a lot, and I think. He, it's very professional up there, um, so so I do agree with you, Tim. I, I think I like Kyle in that spot, but uh, I don't think there's a wrong answer between those two. Did nobody get votes for Raven? He wasn't around long enough. Tim, you're muted still. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, manager of the year. So it wasn't a runaway. Uh, but Aaron Stevens and got 26% of the vote. Poyo Del Mar got 28% of the vote. But with 38% of the vote, Austin Idol, who should have won with as much as 50% of the vote or higher, he has his men have all the gold. I don't know what else you need, right? I mean, two Enough weeks ago. The boxes are annoying, maybe. Well, that, that, if that was a category, I think he'd win at that. Do you guys agree, disagree? I 100% agree. I think he was the right guy. He, uh, again, he had a person holding a title throughout the entire year. Yeah. And Tyrus held the TV title all year long. And then uh, when Tyrus cashed out, he got three more champions in exchange, basically. I mean, well, not exactly, but you know what I'm saying. And it, it, it completely—I I agree. It completely makes sense. You know, I—that's I, not who I voted for, but, but yeah, I, I mean, the guy's a proven winner right now. How can you argue with that? Yeah, yeah. I think honestly, in, in most of these, you'll find probably the—I think we're going to probably agree that mo the, usually the the person, the correct person, won. But most improved wrestler of the year. You had Colby Carino, 24% of the vote. Uh, Kenzie Page, 26% of the vote. She really came a long way this year. But 45%, basically, Carrie Morton, who came into this year being Carrie Morton, ended up with the NWA World Junior Championship. I voted for Colby. What did you guys think overall? <laughs> uh, I voted for if I remember right, I put Trevor in as the most improved wrestler of the year. Yep, it's a fair vote. Yep, and, and and I still feel that way. Um, I think we all pretty well knew that Terry was good, anyways. I don't, I don't see that he's improved all that much. But just a whole lot of wrestling. So. Sure. What do you think, Dave? Uh, I, I, I myself had Colby just because, I mean, it was 
the the improvement was jumping from having the fixers backing him to him being his own person. And I mean, he can go in the ring, he can talk, he has all the tools that, that are needed. Um, Kerry is still building on it where I think they went with name recognition because of who his dad is, is why he's in the position he is in. He's a good wrestler, but he's, he still needs to build and improve. Yeah. Yeah, I don't but know. I mean, I mean we'll, we'll see where he goes and who he ends up fighting for or def who he defends the belt against. And if we see improvement this next year, uh, then, I, then I can go with uh, most improved. But, I mean, he's done a good job so far. But I think a lot of it was resting on who his his dad is and the family name. I don't I don't remember who I voted for, but I think I voted for Kenzie Page. And the reason why is like in the chat, somebody said, oh, she, I think it was uh, Dodie said that she started off the year as like a jobber to the stars. And there's some truth to that. Mm -hmm. uh, but like uh, like Jaden said earlier, too, it's like steel sharp, sharp and steel. She got in the ring with some of the best female competitors in the NWA. And now she's a women's tag team champion. And they thought so highly of her. They made her one uh, one of the captains for the champion, Champions Series. And I really feel like every time I watch Kenzie Page go out there, I not only had she improved her look, her her, her physical attributes, like, she, hell, she was a, she, she lost some weight in a very healthy way. She looks like, a, I'm not trying to be insulting here, but she's, you could tell she's put some effort into the gym. And her wrestling's gotten more crisp. Every time I see her out there, she just looks more and more impressive to me, and I think that's why I voted for her, but now I don't remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kenzie Page is the cute blonde. Uh, pink hair, uh, pink Which highlights, or whatever they're called. Which one was Kenzie? I can't remember. So Ella Envy is the one that I'm a big fan of, and she's the, uh, she's the curvier of the two. Okay. I was just making sure you weren't going for a specific type. No. No, no, I was, I was putting over Kenzie. I, she, she really put her ass in the gym, worked hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, NWA faction of the year was not a runaway. It should have been. Yeah. But, but uh, the Cardona family ends up second with forty-seven percent of the vote. Uh, Idolmania gets forty-nine percent of the vote. And as, as Gary Horn says, how is this even a debate? Why? There's like, how can this possibly? Like, they have all the gold. All of it. So that's, uh, that's who wins that. Um, First of all, they don't have 74 wrestlers, so they can't have all the gold. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Tag team of the year. The Fixers get 30% of the vote. I saw Wrecking Ball Ligurski retweeting it going, Fixers rule, vote Fixers. <laughs> they got 30% of the vote. Uh, La Rebellion gets 50% of the vote uh, with Commonwealth Connection picking up 10. I, I think that seems right to me, given the, their two-time champions. What do you guys think? Yeah. 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 Uh, 
further margin, though, I feel. Okay. And female wrestler of the year. It's an absolute runaway. Although, and it, I don't see how it could be any other way. Maxine Paler gets 10%. Kylan King gets 13 The other 72 and a bit gets pulled by the one-time champ, the Brickhouse Camille. Female wrestler of the year beats everyone. I, I don't think Maxine Paler should be in that category because she doesn't identify as that gender. I had that someone bring that up with me on Twitter, and I said I agree, but she primar- they primarily wrestle women, and I wanted them to be included in, in somewhere. Okay, so that's fair. If, if but And if I did a uh, person of the year poll, they'd be the only one in it, So or non-gender <laughs> specific. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, she Camille is, is the champ there. And then finally, male wrestler of the year. Jordan Clearwater gets 15% of the vote. This is a guy who, if you're thinking outside the NWA, has also spent time not only at the end of this year as NWA world television champion, he has been the UWN world champion for a, a good portion of this year. Um, Homicide gets 25% of the vote because of his 17 title defenses in a long period of time as champ. I know Jack Steen got some votes. Trevor Murdoch got some votes. Um, and But... Uh, Tyrus wins in this category with almost 33% of the vote. He spent the more than the entire year as world television champion, and he cashes it in to become world's heavyweight champion. Like, like we said at the beginning of the show, I don't know how Tyrus wins male wrestler of the year, but in this particular instance, I don't know how he does it. Right. <laughs> Jay doesn't know what to say. I'm at, I'm at a loss for words, and that usually doesn't happen. When you look on the surface, when you say, hey, he never even lost the TV title, right? He didn't lose the TV title. He, he won the world title. He had to advocate the television title. I mean, these are accolades of a hero, of a champion, of a winner. But I'm not a huge fan of Tyrus, and when I watch him in the ring, I, I, I don't want to say the man deserves this award, but the man deserves this award. Um, I think I voted for Homicide because I felt like Homicide uh, took the title to new uh, heights. Uh, I mean, obviously, it was a brand-new championship, but by attaching his name to it created instant credibility, uh, validity to the division. He went outside of the NWA to defend the title. That's something that's big for me when I see, like, when I see uh, Jack Stane, or excuse me, when I saw Trevor Murdoch defend the national title outside of the NWA, when I saw uh, Camille continuously defend that title outside of the NWA, that's a big thing for me. And uh, Homicide was able to do that. Yeah. Um, check your mics, guys. There's a lot of feedback coming through. Maybe just mute when we're, we're not talking. Dave, who did you vote for? I can ask. I voted for Trevor just because the second go around, they actually did what should have been done the first go around and not try to hot shot to Cardona. Uh, I, I see what they were wanting to do with 
moving the title over to Cardona. But being that the taping schedule of the NWA is so infrequent, you can't grab the magic when it happens and have it happen 12 weeks later. It doesn't continue. That first couple weeks could have been good of Cardona as champion, but once he was injured, M Matt is a now wrestler. And what I mean by now is he's looking at what he's going to be wrestling today and tomorrow. He doesn't look more than two or three days ahead. So in, in taping, it sort of shuts down the creativity of how he as a champion could work. That you have to remember, this is my second day of taping, but we're six weeks in. And I have to refer to this as, oh, we're coming up on this pay-per-view or this, and it's not actually happening for another three months. Right. But in, in stuff like that, I mean, Trevor, I, I, I just have a soft place in my heart for Trevor, being that he came back and he's wrestling in the style of Harley and in the spirit of Harley. That Harley is, what, eight-time champion, but Harley didn't always need to be champion to be a handsome Harley race. He was just a badass no matter if he had the 10 pounds of gold or not. And, I mean, it, this is what Trevor is, that Trevor not being in the title picture doesn't hurt him. It helps him when he wrestles others that are needing to be brought up the ladder. That in a loss, you're losing to a two-time NWA heavyweight champion. There's no shame in that. It's a great pick. Who'd you pick, Jeremy? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I honestly can't remember. Um I want to say I picked Trevor, though. Yeah, I think I picked Trevor. Jaden, who's the who's the male NWA wrestler of the year in your estimation? Uh, the male NWA wrestler of the year to me is Homicide because he defended the championships the most, um, and also he single-handedly put the junior heavyweight championship on the map. Uh, if he was still champion, I think he would be probably have garnered a few extra votes as part of that. And that's who I would have voted for if I even knew the Discord was around. Yeah, it's on my Twitter page, but that's okay. Well, maybe if Jay lets us, we'll do a big like thing next year and and like I don't know, make something uh, more than just a Twitter poll out of it so that it can be. Uh... You're on uh, mute, Jay. I don't have a Twitter, just in case you care to. I have no social media. But if you want to follow some good social media, make sure you follow all the Dangerous Adrenalists and Gladiators and the AllianceStatsWrestling.com social media pages. I love that guy. Uh, real quick, uh, you are right, Tim. I did. I This was a great idea. We tried this years ago when it was just the three of us, DK, Jaden, and I. We called it the talkies because we used to do talk NWA. Uh, but I, I really feel like this has uh, some potential. 
And I think next year we'll make sure that it goes on the main site and we'll uh, we'll do this a little bit better. I, I'm already in my mind thinking, how can I make this year-end show better next year? And it, it's going to be in taking better notes in 2023, that's for sure. Yep, yep, same here. I, I think that's it, guys. I, I think we're done, and that's the year in review, and, and we'll we'll come back. The the other alliance guys will be back next week. We'll do we'll do NWA USA and Power and kind of kind of cover it up for the, the the end of the year and maybe look a little forward. Um, but I want to say, hey, listen to you guys here and, and DK and you know uh, not only Chris and Lamb but everyone who's online and everyone who's been supporting us, the people who got the the YouTube page, Jay, to over the thousand subscriber mark earlier in the year, you know, and just like the amazing community that that you've built here that we've all been able to become part of. Like everybody's an alliance guy, everybody's an alliance girl, you know, and it it's it's been an amazing and I'm I'm sure on behalf of Dave and Jeremy, thank you for letting us use your platform to, to do this self-indulgent NWA talk that we love so much. It's uh, it's great. Thank you, Jay. I really appreciate it. Well, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thanks to you guys because this is the community. This this has been a, this has been in the plan for many many years. As Jaden would know, as DKM would know, we've had other people jump on and be a part of the alliance. Uh, we've had writers, and you know, and and, and this isn't a, against Kevin. We we still love Kevin, but I don't know that Kevin's coming back anytime soon. It was it, it makes my heart happy to know that we are. We are doing it the right way. We are being critical when it needs to be critical. We're being positive when it should be positive. We are singing the praise of the National Wrestling Alliance and only pointing out the things that we think could be better. And I don't, we're not, none of this comes from a malicious place. We're all coming from a, hey, we want to see this brand thrive. We want to see it succeed. Yeah. And, and you're right. It's not just Jake Cow's alliance. It's not just Jaden or DKM's alliance. This is a, a community that I didn't build. We built. We are the alliance. That hashtag is 100% legit because everyone who's in the show now, watching the chat, everyone who participates, anyone who's retweeting, anyone who's sharing the uh, you know Instagram stuff or our YouTube videos, everybody that's doing that is helping to build this 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 community. And uh, you know the fact that we were a year ago just a few hundred followers on this YouTube channel now to be over 1.1k and and. And not just here on YouTube, but on Spotify, I'm watching our our views go up on Spotify, where it used to be like two or three people watching it a, a month or a week, or now we're getting like 40 or 50 people watching every week. So it, there really is uh, this this growth that is happening. It's exciting. Um, you know, we 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 welcome everyone to be a part of this. And who knows? Maybe in the next year, maybe we'll be you'll see more additional content coming to our YouTube page, and and maybe we'll see. <laughs> I see what Lutha said. Uh, made me laugh. Uh, Alliance Avengers Assemble. I mean, that's it's really what it is. Um, and we do this because it's fun for us, but we also do it because we love this community. And uh, so I, I'm going to keep plugging away in 2023. I, I hope you guys are too. You know, and and, and I know that our, our pal Jeremy's going to start doing some of his own stuff. Please watch that. Please help support him. Uh, we talk about Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. If you guys haven't already subscribed to that channel, please do so. Well, let's let's support the community that's supporting us. Uh, you know, special shout out to Rick Del Santo. Make sure you go follow the Pro Wrestling Zone podcast. Uh, if you haven't liked, comment, and subscribed on this video, do so. 
Uh, make sure you're following Scooby and Jeremy and Tim and DKM and Kevin Frazier. And uh, be- because Jaden isn't on social media, follow D- Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators on social media. And, and let's build this community further in 2023. That, that's all I want to see is just more growth, more, more people in the chat. Let's, let's, let's have fun. And Samara, I, I want to take a moment and, and, and point out your comment that that's, that's what we set out to do. You know, it, it, we're fans of this. We're lifelong fans of this. And, you know, we may not always agree on everything. You may not always agree with everything that we say, but this is, this is just how we feel. And I, I, I'm glad that you, that you enjoy it and you look forward to it and, and, and that you found us. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you. I think the social media is by now everybody knows at the Alliance blog, right? Yes, Jaden, you want to you want to pitch dog before we go out? I mean, Danger Journal and Wrestling Gladiator, South Jersey's number one promotion. You can check out our website at dawgprowrestling.com. That's dogprowrestling.com. That'll give you all the links to the socials because I have no idea what they are. I didn't even know what social media was until Jake Cal explained it to me. Um, and make sure you buy some W and make sure you buy some alliance-wrestling.com merchandise. If you don't have the mug, then what are you doing with your life? Everybody <laughs> here probably has the mug, right? Yes. Am I the only one? And uh, also... Sure. I'll, be mine ne- I'll, I'll be ordering mine next week. Well, good. Santa will bring it to you in a stocking. That'll be perfect. Or maybe a little late Christmas gift. Yep. Or Hanukkah gift or Kwanzaa gift or Festivus. Festivus, of course, for the rest of us. Yep. And just, guys, if we're the Alliance Avengers, make sure I'm Captain America because I'm definitely America's ass. <laughs> America's asshole. Hey, this is, you're trying to get us demonetized? Hey, no, we're trying to be monetized here. What's wrong with you? <laughs> hey, listen, I don't want to pitch uh, my stuff other than Twitter at NWA Gold underscore. I'm changing my name. I'm taking the NWA out. I'm still all NWA belts, but I am giving away one of the last of my replicas, the 10 pounds of gold. Pick my pick the name of that. If I pick the name that you suggest, you're the first one to suggest it. This is yours. I will mail it to you. We've done belts before. We've done all kinds of stuff. Uh, Am I right there? So, yeah, man. So uh, head over there and make your suggestion, and that's it. You want to take us home, boss? Yeah. uh, Hey, guys. uh, Again, we thank you so much for being here. Next Tuesday, uh, there is no pre-party, but Wednesday, the other Alliance guys will be here, and we'll be be, uh, celebrating – all things the National Wrestling Alliance. But until then, gentlemen, ladies, and everyone in between, thank you for watching, and we'll see you at the matches. Thanks for joining the stream. This has been a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you'll never miss a future episode? I'd also like to remind you we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. before NWA Power. You can find us on social media at The Alliance Blog. And until next time, we are The Alliance.